and welcome to Creativity and Chaos, a 1L2N production. I mean, a 1L2N podcast. Productions podcast. You get it. It's fine. I am Amy, and I'm only joined by Liam today. Liam? Yo. I have a feeling this is going to be a bonus podcast because, or if, I don't even know if it's going to be a podcast, but like, here we are. No one else is here, but we're here. We're the most loyal. Yes, obviously. Always. Never not. We're never not loyal. Well, and the only, there was only one episode that you didn't attend, quote unquote, and that was only because I think we switched the days up on you. Yeah. And you didn't realize. So that was really on us. That wasn't on you. Yeah, yeah, y'all have to do that. You know, for a guest, I have probably the best attendance rate. Actually, no. Do you, you've been to, have you been on every podcast? Okay, so for a guest, I have have the second best attendance rate, only behind the host. So, I mean. Yeah. uh, But I, I would like to say I have been here through thick and thin, whether I've been sick or whether I've been tired. Because I remember that one time I went to the Ren Fair. I drank a bunch. Yeah. I think I fell asleep during the podcast. <laughs> I think you did. That was bad. Yeah, but people will come up with excuses <laughs> to not come. I'm like, I mean, I'll come when I'm sick or not. I just didn't come because the date just got switched up on me. That I and we're like, done. oh, surprise. And you're like, no, I already made plans. I'm like, that's okay. Yeah. That's fine. I was actually thinking about not going, too, just to go to the podcast. But it's fine. Now you got to live your life. Yeah, you know, it was the last time I was going to see a person, so. Yeah, there you go. There to go. Also, for those, I mean, whoever's listening, you can't see it, but in our cameras right now, Liam is, like, glowing. He's got this literal, like, <laughs> glow around him that's happening. Yeah, I think he's on getting blurry. I don't know what's going on. But, but look at that. Glowing. Look where your shoulders are. You're, like, you're so radiant why. these days. It looks like you're fake, is what I'm trying to say. Thank you. Uh, you're welcome. What did you, I'll ask the questions for you. What did you, what have you been doing the past like week or so? How's it been going? It's been going pretty good. I've been doing a bunch of editing because I was behind on that. So I've been doing that and trying to sort out social media, trying to be more active on there because apparently running a business means, you know, social media. Blech. Gross. Can't believe. And there was no critical role this week. (laughs) (laughs) So. I had to find other things to watch and do. Just, you know, was helping Pop-Up out with stuff and did some dishes and listened to some music. What about you? What you got going on? To be honest, I haven't been doing too much this week. Just still helping mom out, you know, just like doing whatever, playing video games. You know, video games are pretty fun, pretty cool. I'm playing a lot with Tommy, though he's yeah. been really busy this week. So it's, oh, it's definitely crazy busy. It's definitely, um, you know, it's why he's not here. So yeah. <laughs> the video game production has gone down quite a lot. And yeah, yesterday my friends just randomly called me and they're like, Ayo, we're here. I'm like, what do you mean? And they're like, we're here. Come outside. And I'm like, bro, what? And they're like, bring money. And then we went bowling. That's awesome. That sounds uh, yeah. like so much fun. And so, yeah, we went bowling. That was really fun. We went bowled for hours. I came back home about midnight. Because that's when the man's license expired. Like, he has a curfew on it. Oh. And so, that was that was fun. That was pretty rough. I got second. We played, I think, five or six rounds. I got second every single round but one. Oh, jeez. I was so mad. I, and, like, two or three of those rounds, I was ahead for most of the, round, the game. 
I was like, bruh. Rigged. <laughs> it's rigged. Uh, oh, it, it was it was so mad because my one friend, he was just getting lucky for no reason, just for no reason at all. And I'm like, yeah. bro, there's no, I don't get it. And the other friend was just trying his ass off. I mean, he was going at it. He was getting like high pound balls and really chucking them down there. And he got a six pound ball and like threw it like 25 miles per hour down there. And I'm like, oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, there's no reason to do that. But yeah, it was, it was pretty fun. Played some cards against humanity. Another friend popped in at like 1130 and did like one round and then left. Not even a whole round. He did like two bowls. Just popped out, left. Like, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> but yeah, it was definitely rigged. I should have won all those in second place. I usually do pretty well. I usually won at least one every time, but second place was just, it was my, it was my thing, you know? Yeah. Oh, did you have fun, though? Yeah, it was, it was pretty fun. I was really tired, though, and my back hurts so bad. Like, after, like, the third, or it was, like, actually pretty much instantly my back started hurting really bad. Everybody was complaining about their arms and their hands. But I was like, no, my back hurts so bad. And now I could barely get out of bed today. It was terrible. It hurts so bad. You can ask mom. I was like having to put the dishes away. I was struggling. I was making grunts in a bunch. I was like, bro, this hurts so bad. Going to the bathroom was the worst. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Thankfully, it's gone a bit better. But in a sitting down position, I'm duped decently. But yeah, my back really badly hurts. And uh, school starts pretty soon. Like next week soon or? Yeah, it's Tuesday or Wednesday. Oh, geez. That is like soon. It's very, very soon. Be a lot more busy. You'll be seeing a lot less of me. (laughs) Oh, no. Nah, I thought yeah, we'll still see you. I'm going to be like, bro, I got to do my homework. (laughs) And then you'll be here for two hours and be like, okay, I got to go do my homework now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that's a problem. That's a problem, bro. I get distracted. I get distracted really easily. So I watch a video and it's over for me. YouTube yeah. is the worst. I wish it could delete itself right now. I mean, it's a main <laughs> source of my entertainment, but at the same time, it's destroying my product productivity. You know? Nailed it. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm just like, bruh, it's the worst. You, you got to like reward yourself. You're like, okay, I'll watch a video and then I'll do some work. And in order to watch yeah. another video, I have to do like 10 minutes of homework or whatever. See, that's what I used to do. But like I would like, (laughs) but like after like one video, I'd see another video. I'm like, it's only thirty seconds, so it's not really much time lost. And I see another one, it's only like twenty (laughs) five. Then one that's only like five seconds. That's a problem. I watch really really short videos. They're stupid. I either watch the shortest videos or the longest videos. Like I don't do like normal 10, 20 minute videos. I feel like those are normal. It's ten twenty minutes. That's like a normal length. I don't watch those. I watch like. 30 second videos or like 45 minute videos that's my thing okay do you watch them sped up at all or like the longer ones or do you watch them normal time i watch them normal time i'm not i'm not different like that i used to i tried getting into sped up to like help it yeah but i i like help the time but it it no it doesn't work for me most of the time because people are already talking like really quick in the long videos to try and fit in all this information you know Mm. I think for me, because uh, I watch a lot of, especially a lot of long videos sped up, like double time, because I actually find it's the opposite. I find people are, they drag on the video. And I'm like, you could have made so many cuts there. And I don't know if it's from like editing the podcasts and knowing, okay, that that was like a five second break for no reason. And it felt like an eternity. 
but I also listen to audiobooks sped up because I'm just like, okay, get to the point. Like I can't, I can't be waiting for these five second pauses of, of drama. Like I need to know what's going to happen next. So I found that lately, especially with longer, like quote unquote documentary videos on YouTube, I'm like, nope, I gotta speed it up. Double time. Let's go. Come on. Yeah, no, I'm, I can't do that. I want to actually like take in and process this information and like, like think about it. Sometimes I'll just I'll pause a video and just like, oh, something to think about or something to look at that's pretty cool. Because like I just I don't know. I don't need to get to the next point too quickly. I wanna mm. just enjoy the journey. It's not about it's not it's the journey. There you go. <laughs> Boom. It's not about it's the it's it's the journey. I think I said it pretty right, didn't I? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I got that down. You nailed that. Mm-hmm. So today we have nothing to talk about. We're just here vibing. Mm-hmm. So what's going on? What's going with you? What's happening? Um, nothing. I mean, we already said I mean, that. The, the, <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. The, um, okay, if you could be a potato chip flavor, what potato chip flavor would you be? And what would your what would like the color of your your bag be? I wouldn't be a potato chip. That's for sure. Be a pretzel. Why? Because nobody eats pretzels, and I want to live my long life. <laughs> All right. Nobody eats some shits. Like, who eats a pretzel? Who's like, Papa man, I'm really pretzels. craving a pretzel Papa. today. Okay, soft pretzels, pretty delicious. Okay, soft pretzels so. aren't, like, the soft pretzels are different. Yeah, that's different, okay? Soft. But an actual okay. pretzel. But, like, grapes are to raisins what soft pretzels are to, to bag Salted pretzels. pretzel. <laughs> nah. Gotta give me, gotta bring at least some kind of interesting flavor in there. Like, honey mustard. Anything. To help oh, yeah. it out. Just eating a pretzel. Come on, if you, are you telling me if you saw a, a box of all these chips and junk food, the one thing you're going to get, the one thing you can get, you can only pick one, you're going to pick that bag of just regular plain pretzels? Nah. No. It, if I see somebody do that, not. I don't trust them. I'm kicking them out of my life. They're a psychopath. <laughs> They're a psychopath. I think, yeah, I definitely think you have to be in the mood for pretzels. But usually with pretzels, like pretzels are good with dip. You know what I mean? Like. If you just want something kind of plain to spice, like not to spice up, but to as a, if you want something plain as a vessel for your delicious dip, pretzels all the way. But at that point, just use a spoon. You know what I mean? No, at that point, just eat, get some like plain chips, some plain like Uts chips, bro. You know what I'm saying? Something like that. I think, oh, people use pretzels for like, like holiday dishes and stuff. But I feel like nobody really like like people like pretzels dipped and they like pretzels in things, but nobody really likes a plain pretzel, like plain crunchy pretzel. Yeah, I can tell you one thing. I see a pretzel in the holiday, like, you know how they have like long rows of different snacks you can eat in your holidays. The thing that's going to be the thing that I can guarantee is not going to ever be empty is the pretzel bowl. All right. That thing is nobody's going to eat them pretzels. Absolutely. (laughs) Who's like goes to a holiday and like, you know what? I'm really craving some pretzels right now. That's why when I'm thinking of the holidays, <laughs> it's pretzel time. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> pretzels are a holiday treat. Pretzels are a, a never time. It's, it's not a treat. It's a curse. It's something you just have to take in. You have to endure. But what if, okay, so you're sitting on the shelf as a bag of pretzels because no one's ever going to eat you. That's totally fine. But what happens when your sell-by date comes and goes and they realize, oh, hey, you've been here for a while. We got to chuck you. 
Do they do that though with pretzels? I don't think anybody's gonna notice. I think with ch- chips, they do. Uh, you know, I think no, they're supposed no, no. to. They're supposed, they're supposed to. to, but whether they do or not, I don't know. But it's pretzels, so like, do they care? How much of their money do you think they get from pretzels? If I owned a billion dollar company, I know not even a million of it is coming from pretzels. That's for sure. I'm just saying. You said that's for sure. Live. We should probably look up those statistics. I, I, right I want. I. Yeah, people buy it but don't eat it. I don't. That's, that's the what thing. I'm saying. It's like I think. Okay, whenever I babysat for the kids at the church that we grew up in, whenever there was like a meeting and they always needed babysitting. <laughs> what are you doing? What is happening? <laughs> yeah, he's like flicking a light on and off. I don't know what's happening. Anyways. Whenever they had a meeting and they needed babysitting and we were all downstairs, they always had three different treats that we could feed the kids. Goldfish, pretzels, or the animal crackers, but like the plain ones, not the frosted ones. And goldfish were the best option, in my opinion, because mm-hmm. the animal crackers, not great. And pretzels, who wants pretzels? But there was a, inevitably one kid who was like, I want some pretzels. And you're like, you're weird. I don't understand what's happening here. You're going to grow up to be a psychopath. But that was like the cl- those are like the classic like kid treats that they always give kids. And I guess it's because they're all pretty bland and all pretty safe with ingredients unless you got a gluten allergy. Mm-hmm. No commentation on that. Okay. okay, you know what? <laughs> no, I was just going to say like like playing I thought you were chin. still going. I thought you'd something No, to I just say. thought it was interesting. Like like that's that's the one time I really remember. I, unless they're used for desserts like pretzel salad or those little things where you like take a pretzel and then you take a, a Rolo and you squish it down with an M&M on top and you like bake it. Like those are the only times I remember people using pretzels and it's usually during the holidays. You know, first off, whatever you just said, that's weird. <laughs> that's you know what a Rolo is? No, no, no. I, that's what you just said with the squishing and the baking. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, 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 Take no, a pretzel. You don't no, have to take no, a roll. You can take, you can take like a little Hershey kiss. Don't and you put it on this. there and you bake it a little bit and you squish a little, a little uh, uh, M&M on top. They're really good because then you get the salty sweet. Okay, chocolate covered pretzels, that's a snack because it's not just a plain pretzel. It's chocolate covered. I think actual pretzels are pretty good. <laughs> like, you know, like the, the, the bread ones. Oh, the soft ones. I thought you were talking about... No, not the plain ones. I just dogged on them for like hours. I know. It's like, didn't we just have a whole conversation? Yeah, no. Okay, but what kind of... Do you get just like salted? No, just because like... Plain. I don't know. I haven't gotten one of those in a while. Like, I don't eat those. (laughs) Do you get cheese dip? pretty good. Do you get ranch? Crab dip is pretty good. Oh, a crab dip pretzel? Mm -hmm. Growing up in Maryland... We have some delicious crab dip that we always had. And every once in a while, as like an appetizer at different restaurants, they would have like crab dip covered pretzel covered in cheese. It was just bready and crabby and dippy and delicious. All right. We've been talking about pretzels (laughs) for a while now. I don't know why we've been doing that, but pretzels are a thing. Well, what do you want to like? Forget the podcast list. What do you want to talk about? It doesn't have to be anything related to the podcast because this is most definitely going to be a a bonus episode. No, I don't. I don't know. Wait, Liam. Okay, you said that you were reading Game of Thrones, right? Mm-hmm. Have you still been reading it? How's that been going? Like, what's up with that? 
I've been I've been reading it. I'm like halfway through the first book, which is which isn't very far considering it's the shortest book, and there's four more after it, and he's still on the way to writing two more after that. So yeah, but you're not a real big reader either. So yeah, so I'm like three hundred some pages in, and it's pretty good. I like his style compared to most. It's a good writing style. It's to the point. It tells the information that's needed. There's not a bunch of fluff or stuff that you don't need. It's like it's boom, boom, boom. Tells a conversation, tells a plot, tells what you need, and it's good. He fills in with some stuff to like imagine the world you're in, to imagine a few things. You know, doesn't go into too much detail, but goes into enough detail. It tells you what you know, and obviously, if you return to it, then you'll just you you'll get more and more detail of that place or that person. The more they're in it, and you know, I'm only one half of book through, so it's just. Who knows? I heard the first book had the weirdest and the worst writing style compared to the rest of the books. So I'm looking forward to how it evolves compared to the rest of the books. But yeah, uh, I, I I like it so far. There hasn't been any like things that have made me uncomfortable. But I mean, there's been a few things that are, have been a little boring every now and then. Bran. I mean, come on. It's Bran, bro. Bran has been... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, let me say, I think you'll find that in every book. There's always going to be parts where you're like, okay, all right, come on. Let's get back to the good stuff. Bran has, has, has some interesting things, but he's just annoying to read his his POV chapters because yeah. he's just an annoying little kid, which there's sometimes some interesting things happen, but most of the time so far, he's kind of boring. Hope he gets more interesting later on. But also, I could have the conceived notion that like I watched the show before the books and Bran was probably the most boring thing in the show. So it doesn't help me of how I'm forward thinking into this book, how I'm looking into this book. He's also a baby child. Yeah, Bran's only like eight, I think. He's eight or Something nine like around, around where I'm at right now. It's not too many POV chapters, seven different people, something like that, seven or eight different people. And it, it, it's like, it's interesting. I just wish there was more different people, more sides I can look at, which I know there's going to be more in the rest of the books. But yeah, it's good. Some people have died, some plots going. And um, stuff's interesting. Speaking of Game of Thrones, Tommy got me a map of Westeros for my birthday. Oh, yeah? Yeah, and it was really cool. I really like it. It's really interesting. See, he told me to always bring out the map and look at it like while I'm reading the book to see where they are in the chapters. Like, that's a good idea. I'll definitely, definitely do that. It's pretty great. And it's huge, bro. It's massive. It's like half the size of me, if not more. And he that's said he awesome. got the smallest version. I'm like... If that's the smallest, I wonder what the big ones are. It's crazy. And it's only Westeros, too. It doesn't even include Essos. So if, like, it is, it is crazy. It's crazy how big it is. I guess I won't be able to look at where Daenerys is in her chapters, but... Rip. Oh, well. Yeah, rip. She's the only one that has chapters so far. It's over there, so... It's not like I'm missing on too much. She doesn't even have that many chapters. No, yeah, Tommy said that he was going to get that for you, and he was so excited. He's like, I really hope he likes it. I know we talked about getting some kind of map like this. So I hope he's, he'll enjoy it. I like, it's Game of Thrones and Liam. I like it. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool. Game of Thrones is really cool. It's just such a fascinating world. That's so cool. And so many what-ifs that go on. It, it feels like a real world, like a complete world, because there's so much detail into everything. Yeah. But it's not, like, too much and too, like, self, like, I don't know, like, like with the Lord of the Rings world, like, it's just, like way too much detail i tried reading the first book and it's just too much detail of different things and then i feel like it takes itself in too high regard the middle earth series it's just like this huge hall kind of thing going on while like 
Game of Thrones is the world or a Song of Ice and Fire, I guess, is is more like grounded. It's more intimate, I guess. It's more about characters than the overall story. And I like that. I like diving deep into characters and how they feel and their struggles and what they're going through in their lives. It makes it a more real world. It makes it more interesting, I guess, mm-hmm. um, because you, you hear a lot more about just everything in more detail, but not too much detail of nonsense that you don't need to know. Well, I think that there's an interesting thought process that probably went behind writing Lord of the Rings compared to Game of Thrones because clearly you know Lord of the Rings is touted as like one of the original sort of fantasy standout books where it really kind of pushed that genre it made it very popular and so because I think it's the first of its kind and you know C.S. Lewis not C.S. Lewis um oh gosh Tolkien was it it C.S. Lewis I I was like I was like, uh, there's initials. They all have initials these days because initials J- is a cool thing. J-R-R-J- Tolkien. J-K. No, it's J.K. Tolkien. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Tolkien. I just usually refer to him as Tolkien. Anyways, yeah. because it was also written in a different time period. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like Tolkien probably had a mindset of what a book should be and then said, you know, how can I make this my own? And so then people have taken that idea of making an epic fantasy and then taking it as their own. So I'm not saying that Lord of, or um I'm not saying that Game of Thrones has perfected the Lord of the Rings yeah, no, vibe or anything, but it's definitely it's taking its own version of high fantasy or I guess it wouldn't be high fantasy, it'd be kind of a low fantasy, but fantasy in general and, you know, kind of running with it on its own. Yeah. I'm not trying to like dog on Lord of the Rings. No, because uh, I, I love I the movies. I watched, you know, extended ones. I love the movies. I couldn't get through the books. I just couldn't do that. I also tried reading them while I was in elementary school. So <laughs> probably didn't help. Um, no, it probably didn't either. But yeah, the movies are great. It's a great story and it's great for what it's trying to do. There's also a clear difference between oh, A Song of Ice and Fire and Lord of the Rings because, like, A Song of Ice and Fire feels a lot more grounded and realistic. In terms of like, oh yeah, there's a lot of bad things that are going on, and you know, there's it's really rare to find a truly evil or a truly good person. It's just a lot of gray. While like Lord of the Rings, you know, it's more of a it's a evil versus good, and it's like it's about strength and hope and purity and fighting for what's right. Well, I think Tommy said that, or Tommy or Mike, they said that Tolkien wanted to make it very clear who yeah. was good and who was evil. Yeah. So he, you weren't questioning it at all. Yeah. And he didn't want too many horrors or bad things happening. Obviously, there's like war and pillaging, but it's not like into too much detail. It's more of like battles and stuff and like people are dying and, you know, swords are clashing. Unlike A Song of Ice and Fire, which has all that kind of stuff and goes into quite detail of all the terrible things that happen. Because, you know, Tolkien was in war and he, I think it was World War One, right? I believe so. War in general, yes. And he saw those horrors and he didn't want, he wanted a more lighthearted kind of story. Uh, Just yes, story World that, War One. Yeah, he wanted a story that was a lot more uplifting and hopeful and lighthearted because of his past and being in World War One and stuff like that. And I find it very interesting because George R. R. Martin, he remembers, or at least he was alive around the time when Lord of the Rings came out, which I always find really weird. 
Or he's like, oh yeah, as a child when these books came out. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> yeah, I always think of these as like some ancient books that have always been around. But yeah, when he wrote the, when he read them and he read Aragon, you know, potentially dying and Gandalf potentially dying and Boromir dying, he found that genius when he was reading the books. He found out, oh my gosh, these huge characters that you grow to love that go off and die. And they're great characters like Boromir. There's like these, they're these great characters that do bad things but for the right reasons or are justified in their own head he found these things genius but then when you know there turns out Aragon didn't die and gandalf comes back and he's like oh felt cheap to him it felt like oh this it, these are still great books they're like his favorite books of all time but they they didn't hit or resonate as hard with him which i guess was a big inspiration of how song of ice and turned out song of ice and fire turned out because you know it, it clearly when people die they usually stay dead and there's no chance on it it's like anybody can go even your favorite character or your least favorite character or you're the main character like anybody has a chance of going and it can happen anytime and just watch out it's interesting seeing the inspiration that each of them got and you know george R. R. martin clearly got a lot of inspiration from tolkien the way he written his books to make his own fantasy series and of course of how Tolkien got his inspiration or the way and reasons he wrote things because of the war he was in. I find it very interesting about past experiences and how it influences you to write something or make a certain kind of story. I think that, the, well, at least the way I view Tolkien's stories in Lord of the Rings is it kind of feels like if there was an idealistic what humanity's potential could be is kind of what Lord of the Rings felt like. It was like the idealistic humans even in their flaws, they still did the right thing at the end of the day. Whereas Song of Ice and Fire, Game of Thrones, it's very much like, hey, the world is evil and corrupt. So even the best of people are not going to necessarily do the right thing at the end of the day. And I think that that's really interesting because it's almost like the optimist and the pessimist sort of view of life. For me, I like Game of Thrones, but it has a very huge like pessimistic feel to it. And sometimes it's very hopeless with all of your favorite characters dying, with all these bad things and tragedy happening. And I totally get it. It's more realistic to what real life actually is. But I think that there needs to be that balance of optimism and negativism. Negativism? Negative? Negativity? Negativity. Ne negativity. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Negativism. What? <laughs> <laughs> That's so stupid. So I think, okay, I think that there needs to be that balance of optimism and negativity to have a, a good book, to have enough hope to want to keep watching, but enough hardships so that it's not just, okay, well, I'm bored now. But yeah. I don't know that Game of Thrones does that very well. And I, I think, in my opinion, Lord of the Rings does that a little better, but it's almost like too optimistic sometimes and yeah. too, like, hopeful. I, like I said, I, I love them both. You know, Lord of the Rings, both I love yes. so much. I watched it all the time as a kid. I don't know where I got obsessed with it. I was like, this is the best thing ever. It's amazing. And then out of nowhere, I got obsessed with Game of Thrones, watched it like a year or two ago. And I was like, this is the best thing ever. I think they're both really good at what they do. And they're both really unique. And these grand, huge stories that interwoven a lot of characters and a lot of things come together for, I don't know, just for something, for a lot of entertainment. That's what it is. It's all personal preference, you know? 
besides Harry Potter, the Lord of the Rings books are probably like the most famous books of all time. You know, Game of Thrones is probably the most popular show, the biggest show of all time. And so they clearly both did something right. And they clearly mm-hmm. both have a huge audience for what they like. And I'm sure a lot of those audiences are interwoven. I'm sure most Game of Thrones fans are also Lord of the Rings fans. And, you know, they go for different things. I like them both. I agree with you with both your points. Sometimes Lord of the Rings is too, like, this huge awe. People are amazing. And there's hope, even against all odds. Because I feel mm-hmm. like that happens a lot. I feel like it's a bit yeah. overused in a lot of stories. But I think Game of Thrones po- or um, Lord of the Rings probably does it best compared to most um, movies and stories. I think it's like, this is really good. It's very grand. And I love these characters. But at the same time, I think a huge reason why I like Game of Thrones is just because it's so unique. It, yeah, it is very pessimistic. But it's a side that you know you never really get of fantasy that's that's written like this i feel like i don't know i think it's very unique and i find it very intriguing because it's one of a kind but yeah they're both great i will say for game of thrones like in the checkbox of game of thrones i love when books movies shows whatever they kind of coordinate people and they have symbols that represent each each kind of person like Avatar The Last Airbender, how all mm. the different tribes have like the same colors that represent the element that they yeah. they bend. Even with My Little Pony, they do the same thing. Like depending upon what friendship attribute you have, you have like a different symbol or whatever. I love stuff like that. So with Game of Thrones, I love that there's these different houses and they all have these different symbols and they all represent like different like the creatures and attributes like i i love that i love that part of game of thrones so much if you put that in any book i will read it i don't know why i just find that stuff so fascinating it's like you can get a new box of of colored pencils and you're like i must color coordinate them it just it just seems like organized in your mind and it's cool because like you already know that maybe there's going to be some built in things revealed like <gasps> he's actually wearing, you know, a dire werewolf on his chest. He's clearly like an ally or whatever it may be like. Yeah. It's the little things that I, I really enjoy about stuff like that. Yeah, I, I really like that kind of stuff, too, especially when it's done right and uniquely oh, yeah, yeah. and good like Game of Thrones. Like it, it was it was really cool and really nice to see. Just there's a lot of things to like about both things. Now, have you ever read the Aragon books? No. Okay, so Christopher Paolini wrote Aragon when he was like 13 years old because he loved Lord of the Rings so much and he was so inspired that he wanted to write his own sort of fantasy. And that's great. It was supposed to be a trilogy. And then as he got older, he got, I think, in my opinion, way too into Lord of the Rings <laughs> and basically tried to copy Lord of the Rings into his books. And so it was supposed to be a trilogy and then it wound up being a cycle, which is four books or something. I don't know. But the reason why I bring that up is because if you're looking for something that's different than Lord of the Rings, it is definitely a great book to read. I think the ending is a little less than I would like it. It feels like Aragon, the main character, feels a little too self-important at the end for my personal taste. Mm. But it's a really unique sort of twist on the whole Lord of the Rings idea. Originally, I thought that Christopher Paolini had based his dwarves off of Tolkien's 
Wars, but like made them his own. And then I went back and I watched The Hobbit. And I was like, oh, no, these are like Christopher Bellini's doors. He based it exactly off of Tolkien's. Like, he didn't really mm. change much except for like different. Anyways, doesn't matter. <laughs> I was wrong. That sucked. But they are apparently coming out with a live action TV show now because Christopher Bellini sold the rights to the book. I don't remember who made the movie, but they made a movie out of it. And the movie was one of the worst things I've ever seen. One of the worst book to movie adaptations I've ever seen. Basically, they had a dragon in it and they kept Aragon's and Saphira's name. Saphira's the dragon's name. And they kept the color of the dragon. And that's basically it. Everything else has basically changed. Mm -hmm. And so Disney Plus just got the rights to it. So I also bring that up because... It's definitely something I want people to watch. <laughs> Hopefully it's good because <laughs> I'd love to discuss it. I mean, I have all the books if y'all want to read them. But anyways, books to movie adaptations don't work. Hey, you should probably just make a book to TV show adaptation. Yeah. Most of the time movies, it won't work. You're going to have to make a lot of movies and that's just going to be a lot of money because what if the first one fails, you know, or what if it turns that's out to not true. be good because it was rushed. You have to rush through a book. Even then TV shows can't really full tell the whole story of a book there's a lot of things you have to cut out it's a lot like in game of thrones game of thrones is the tv show has some of the most characters the most interwoven story of almost any tv show but then you read the books and you realize just how in detail and in crazy with there's like twice as many characters as a show and it's like there's just way more things going on and they couldn't have possibly adapted all that into mm-hmm. you know 10 hours per season so it's like, it, you definitely should make a show out of a book, unless it's like this very short book or like a kid's book or something that you want to like remake into your own vision for a movie. Yeah. And also, one thing I don't like is when book readers get mad when their books are not done the same. I get it if it's bad. If it's not done the same and it's bad, then okay, yeah, you could be mad. But if it's not done the same, then the book, but at the same time, it's pretty good as a movie or show, then I'm like... I don't know, just cut it some slack. It's doing its own vision. It's doing its own thing. You know, just like let it go on. I get you want to see exactly how the book went or how you envisioned it just in live action. But some people see differently. Some people want to do their own thing, not just like they want to have some creativity. Yeah, I I 100% agree. I think that too many people believe like, oh, the book is exactly the script. So I don't understand how you got anything wrong. And I don't think people understand that like some of the choices like eye color to you as a reader, it might be the most important thing ever. (laughs) But that actor might not be able to wear contacts or that act like the to digitally like go over somebody's eye for every single scene it might be just too much money. So instead they might just say, Hey, we're going to skip that. And they'll mention something about like, Oh yeah, I love your eyes. Oh, thanks. But like, as long as it's not like a major, major plot point, like all green eyed babies are born. Like, like even still they might be like all oh, blue eyed babies. Cause the actor has a, a blue eye. Like it's the small little details that people get caught up on because in their mind, this is something that they've had to imagine. And so in their mind, in their world that they are envisioning, it is a very big detail because it helps create part of the whole that they're imagining. But when it comes to a movie, I like to think of movies and TV show adaptations as fan fiction. It is not, it is based off of the story that you know and love, but it's not going to be the exact story that you know and love. 
but you're still going to get to see the characters or at least some version of them and hopefully you enjoy it. And so there's other things that you'll find where there's dialogue in a book, but it's an internal monologue for like two pages. That is very hard to play out on a screen if you don't already establish that this person is like like voiceovering the entire movie with their internal dialogue. So you have to find ways to show how they're thinking and feeling just by their eyes welling up or an intense glance or an intense silent moment between two people. And people are like, oh, but they had this whole thing about how they were struggling back and forth. And it's like, yes, but that's all internal. And that's very hard to film. And for money's sake, time's sake, and sake of the storyline that they're trying to create for a wider audience, it just needed to go. And there's also pages where it's like, hey, here's two pages of exactly how this town looks, where that was like 10 seconds of a pan over in the movie itself. So I think you're right. Mm -hmm. I agree that TV shows are better for adaptations compared to movies because movies are trying to do too much in one movie and then they have another movie and then they're like, oh, because we didn't fit it in. So then there's usually not like a good, good, cohesive, streamlined thing that they have going on. There's usually they always miss something in the first movie or the second movie or whatever. So I think TV shows are definitely the way to go. Plus, you get more of the characters and they have more moments to take to talk about your internal thoughts or you can see them writing in a diary talking about their internal thoughts or whatever it may be. And you get more focus on the the characters. Like I will say, okay, so for The Expanse, there's one character in The Expanse who's actually like four different characters in the books because in the books, this character, like they have these four different characters all die in different books. So if you make them all one character, say, yeah, they survived, they survived, they survived. And then eventually they die off. It's like, well, their character already died four times over because they're actually four characters in one. And it's an easy way to just cast one person, not have to rewrite because then their death at the end means more rather than bringing in a, a character for only a few episodes to have them die. And it mean nothing. When you're reading a book that's huge, it means so much more. But when you're watching a television show or a movie, introducing a character for a short time and then killing them off is not very meaningful. So having that those characters kind of combined makes more sense in my mind. But again, people will complain about everything. They always complain about any little thing. Just like, eh, whatever. It's bad or it's good. Yeah. But yeah, Aragon, I would definitely watch it when mm-hmm. it comes out. I don't know when oh. it's coming out. I'll see. <laughs> Maybe if I hear it's good, if I hear it's worth watching. Oh, <laughs> well, I mean, I'm not going to watch it if I hear it's terrible from everyone. Like but if I'm asking you to watch it? Got like a 20% on Rotten Tomatoes. <sighs> what? I can't believe. Are you going to watch the new House of Dragon show? I don't know. I think so many people have been burnt, heartbroken by the last season of Game of Thrones that a lot of people are like, do we want to? <laughs> yeah very skeptical really wanna... yeah that's how i'm feeling like i'm not in the mood right now but i know that there's gonna be one day where i'm just like bored and drinking and i'll be like yeah sure let's watch it you know yeah but i'm sure if game of thrones season eight ended pretty well or was just good in general i'm sure people would be raving about it like uh, about the new house of dragon show but i haven't heard too much about it I've just mainly seen ads i just Mainly, yeah, I've I've seen a lot of ads and I've mainly seen people say, should I watch it? 
Because I don't know if I should because I was burnt so bad. I watched the first episode. Episode two comes out tonight. I watch it tomorrow because I don't know why they're airing episodes at nine o'clock on Sunday. Like, who thought of this? Because that's when it airs on the actual TV. Yeah, I know. But like, why Sunday? Sunday's such a bad idea. That's like Sunday's the, the worst one. Anytime they have like a main show, that's usually when it airs. Like, but like people got work and school on Monday, bro. Nobody's I'm watching you, it Saturday or everybody. It every do you know how many people watched it? Game of Thrones did it. Game of yeah. Thrones air on Sunday. I thought it aired on Saturday. Yeah. Not nah, it aired on Sunday. Y'all are crazy, bro. Ain't no way I'm staying up <laughs> that late to watch an it's episode just like till ten. Yeah, but like. Now I'm like thinking about all this shit on my mind, you know. I'm like, oh, you know. And then, side note, my favorite experience with Game of Thrones is that my roommate and I, my old roommate and I, we would stay up like an hour after the episode was done and be like, okay, but what about this? What about this? Have you thought about that? Like, we would just tell our theories back and forth, and we're like, okay, an hour has passed. We really need to go to bed now. <laughs> that was our favorite part. Mm-hmm. I wish I had that experience with Game of Thrones, watching it week to week. Though I feel like I'd just be more and more devastated by the later seasons. Yeah, probably. I would only one episode's come out so far. So like I don't know if all their energy was poured into just one episode or I don't know how it's gonna turn out. It's been one episode. Only an hour has telling me how this thing's gonna go. I don't even know how many seasons they're pushing for. But so far, I have to say I'm cautiously optimistic because like oh, that first no. episode was not bad. Now you can't compare it to Pete Game of Thrones, because Pete Game of Thrones is just built different. It's just a. It's just better. I will <laughs> not hear better. otherwise. It's just better <laughs> than like most things. But as just as shows go, it's not bad so far. This first episode is not bad at all. And it's got more notable actors than in like yeah, I the have big, seen that. Like with season one of Game of Thrones, it's like you knew Sean Bean. That's it. You came in for Sean Bean, Mr. Bean. Oh, uh, and then I guess whoever played Robert was apparently big, Mark Addy or whatever. I can't remember his name. He was apparently Oh, Robert big. Baratheon? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, because he was on comedy family sitcom stuff. Yeah. But other than that, you know, like, people didn't know most of those actors until Game of Thrones. Um, oh, Cersei. They knew Cersei. I can't remember her name. Oh, yeah, Cersei. But she was in yeah. a lot of stuff. Liana something. I, Lenny, I don't yeah, know. I can't like remember that. anybody's name. Game of Thrones made them big or bigger actors oh, came yeah. in, in later seasons once the show got a lot bigger, you know? Like the Ed Sheeran cameo. You're like, what? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Or like the uh, High Sparrow or whatever. I can't remember the actor who played him, but he's really big. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Again, don't know anybody's name. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember. To IMDb. IMDb. But yeah, House of Dragons has way more notable actors than... You know, the beginning went more credible. Now I do have to say, I mean, all those actors I didn't know in Game of Thrones did a pretty good job. Even like the children, like Sansa, the girl who played Sansa and the girl who played Arya. You know, for kids' standards, they did pretty Sophie well Turner. acting. Sophie Turner. Maisie Williams. Maisie Williams. They did pretty good for, you know, being kids in like such a big show like that. They did pretty good. Oh, yeah. I think that there was a lot of actors that were pre- like the guy that played Lord Varys, Conliffe Hill, Adian Gillen, who played Lord Baelish. Yeah, Littlefinger. Liam Cunningham. Like they have all, they're all actually very pretty big name actors. They've just done other things and they're older now. So, yeah. And even the guy that played the, the Hound, he's done a lot of stuff. Like 
they've all done a lot of things. Oh, and Peter Dinklage, of course. Like, oh yeah, Peter Dinklage. I forgot about Peter Dinklage. It it was a really weird accumulation of actors, just enough for it to be like, mm, I don't know about this. And then people mm-hmm. started watching it, and they became absolutely obsessed. Well, I mean, I got into it because you know, like Sean Bean, bro. I mean, it's Sean Bean, <laughs> Sean like, Bean my boy bro. Sean Bean. It's amazing. He's a great actor. I love him. And he plays probably the best character on the show, but like best person of a character. What was the guy's name that you were asking? I'm trying to look him up. But... The High Sparrow? He's probably only in like 10 episodes or 15. Oh, Jonathan Price. Jonathan Price. That's yeah, he was in Pirates of the Caribbean. He was in a lot of He was the governor. Things. He's a huge actor. The new House of Dragon show, I recommend it. I recommend Though it's only been one episode. Episode 2 could turn out to be a pile of garbage. I hope so not, but episode one did not. <laughs> I hope so me. not. That's <laughs> how I speak. Episode one did disappoint, and it won't disappoint you either. But I do have some some complaints. Like, or should I watch it first, and then you can complain about it? I don't know. What do you What do you want to do? Hmm? I mean, I do want to watch it. Okay, we'll we'll save. We'll save it. We'll save. We'll wait. We'll save. <laughs> yeah. We'll wait. We'll save. We'll wait. We'll save. We'll wait. We'll wait. We'll save it. You'll we'll save it. I think that that's going to wrap up whatever the hell this podcast was. Thank you guys so much for joining us. If you joined, if you stayed, honestly, I want you to tweet us bubblegum starfish. If you made it all the way through. Good job. We would love to hear from you. If you want to reach us, we are on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Reddit. We are 1L2N Productions. Um, you can also reach us on our website, which is 1L2NProductions.com. Please, we would love to hear from you. If you got a creative prompt you're working on, if you have another topic you want Liam and I discuss solo, because clearly that's what, you know, that'd be a good idea. We're really good at it. And actually, I think there's some good content. We were talking about Lord of the Rings and Game of Thrones. I think there's pretty good content there. Also, what are your feelings on pretzels? Like plain pretzels. Not like soft pretzels, but those hard pretzels. What are you feeling? Are you team pretzel? Are you team netzel? Like anti-pretzel. 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 Let us know. If you do want to help support our show, because we're just, we're poor, poor individuals. We try to make money. Please help us. You can head on over to our Patreon and support us there. And that would be much appreciated. And the last word of the day is going to go to, it can go to either one of us. I have a four-sided die. You can pick two numbers. Two and four. Two and four. So you're evens, I'm odds. Yeah. Two. Bam, let's go. Take it away. Boom. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. If your life seems dark, light it up. (laughs) 